everybody, and welcome back to the Unbothered Podcast, where we like to chat about America's fifth sport, MTV's The Challenge. And today we have a very special guest with us. You may remember him from the original real world San Diego season, one of the many, many staples of the main show of The Challenge, and most recently on All Stars 2, Mr. Brad Fiorenza. Yay! Welcome! Thank you. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Um, it's good to be here. I guess that's how you know you're getting older is when they redo your season because I noticed that you said the original San Diego season. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember. Oh, that's right. That was Zach's season. I was like, I don't even remember the remake. Oh, yeah. The, yeah that yeah. was one with like Zach and Frank and them. Yours was yeah. my favorite. It was much better. Well, thank you. I was. I just remember when they redid it and, and then like saying San Diego afterwards, it was always weird being like the first one or the second, you know? Yeah. And you're like, well, there's only one because that was the one you were on. But it's also kind of like, you know, a shout out to the city and even to the season to want to kind of redo it and try to recapture that magic. Though sure. no one's touching that season. I mean, you could, you had Jamie Chung on your season. Isn't that yeah, crazy? we had a good cast. How crazy. Maybe we had a good cast. I will say, looking back at those memories, I was so blessed. And I tried to embrace the moment when I was there. But looking back, those memories just become worth so much more, you know? I mean, to think that we were all sitting on that that grass porch and dressing up as the Mario brothers together and all the things <laughs> that we did, um, wow, a lot has changed in time, but those memories are still incredible, you know? Yes, and how did you find yourself getting cast on The Real World? You know, that's an interesting story and kind of a funny one at that. My friends had talked me into going to an audition and I really hadn't watched the show. I knew what it was, but I hadn't watched it. and. I was working in banking at the time. It was a Monday. It was a holiday. The bank was closed. So I had the day off and my cousin called me and said, uh, we're going to a casting call for the real world tomorrow. And I said, I'm not in on that. And he said, well, we're going to the Cubs game afterwards. And uh, they were bringing some of the girls from the local Hooters with us. So I said, all right, I'll go. And the crazy thing is, Nadine, I tried getting out of line three times because we waited seven hours to get in. We were the last group to get in this, this nightclub where they were casting. And I'm not even kidding you. There was a line wrapped around the building and people are pounding on the doors and windows. Now you can hear them while we're sitting in the circle. Oh my God. And oh my gosh. And I'm thinking to myself, I'd be so mad if I was outside and they closed the doors and said, this was the last group because they waited all day. And we sat in this circle and the casting director said, turn to the person next to you and say what you think they're about. And the whole circle went around. and It was like, she seems like a cheerleader. He seems like a jock. She seems like she's a goth chick or something. And it came back to me. And like I said, I waited for seven hours and I was already a little frustrated with the situation. So I looked at the girl next to me. I looked at the casting director and I said, this has got to be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I don't know this girl. For me to sit here and say something about her without knowing her is ridiculous. And then I said, you guys should all be ashamed of yourselves for saying something to the person next to you. And then I stood up to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and the casting director was like, well, you come upstairs for some pictures and to fill out these forms. And if you don't think this story is crazy enough, here's the craziest part. I filled out half of this packet and I was at my buddy Matt's place. We were pre-gaming for the Cubs game. And halfway through the packet, I just said, you know what? Forget this. I don't even want to do this. And this girl, Katie, filled out the second half of the packet in completely different handwriting. Get out. <laughs> True story. And they didn't catch I mean, every that? word of that's true. I'm sure they did. They were probably like, wow, this, you know, if they remembered me from the interview, which according to Jeff Jenkins, who eventually went on to start the Kardashians after my season, uh, he said, 
when, I, when he finally called me and told me I made the cut, I had started watching the show and they were arguing about peanut butter and eggs in Paris. And I started to think like, man, this show is crazy as hell, right? So when Jeff calls me, I'll never forget, we were watching some reality show that came out it was like Love Island or something, one of the new ones at the time. And I remember thinking like, wow, it's kind of weird. I didn't hear back. And then all of a sudden the phone rings while I'm having, literally I thought that within like three to five minutes, the phone rings. I think it was about 8 p.m. And it was Jeff Jenkins. And he said, congratulations, you made the show. And I said, Jeff, I started watching this. Uh, what's wrong with me, dude? Because I'm watching all these people argue in the house. And I said, I'm like, okay, this is, this is some wild stuff. So, and he, he laughed and he said, we are, we're only looking for people that can't help but be themselves on camera. And when he said that, it took a lot of the edge off because, you know, I'm seeing all these arguments and everything. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm getting involved with. And when he said that, it was kind of freeing in the sense of where I just said, all right, we're just going to go into this house with no expectations and try to have the best experience possible with so many unknowns. And it was just such an exciting experience. You know? I think that's, that's a the wild best story. story we've heard. Of really? the casting. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's wild awesome. story. I love yeah. it. It was a wild day. I mean, looking back, and I, it, I think the craziest part is like how authentic the frustration was because I actually planned on walking out. I did not think I had a shot at getting on the show. I thought I killed seven hours in line. And quite <laughs> frankly, I was a little upset with some of the things, not like personally upset, but I was just like kind of turned off by the way people were just like, just making snap judgments. And man, I had no idea that they, I was going to get picked for the show. I just honestly, even when they called me for the follow-up interview, I was like, you know, oh, do you want me to show up and get some stuff off my chest for an hour or two? No problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just stayed as transparent as possible. And then when Jeff finally gave me that call, it was all on from there. Are you still friends with a lot of your cast? Yeah. So I keep in touch with Jacquees and Randy on text messages best as possible. Um, you know, Cameron and I will mess message back and forth a little bit online. Jamie, just here and there with like maybe a little bit of social media interaction, but like, man, it's hard. I wish we all could, you know, get together for one of those reunions or do our own reunion, but um, it's kind of hard, you know, with the time and, you know, people going in different directions. Um, definitely not like, you know, full group text with the whole cast or anything like that, but um yeah, I wish, we, I wish we had the opportunity to get together more. That'd be cool. I completely forgot that Cameron was on your season. I totally know who she is because then she later on did Southern Charm. I just don't yeah. watch that show. But it's like a <laughs> reality either, TV right. circle. Me either. <laughs> That's yeah, one of the reality shows I'm not into. <laughs> and it's hard because people will come up to you to start talking about it. And it's like, I, I, I feel like I've watched it just from people coming up to me because they recognize <laughs> me from the same season as Cameron. I've heard so many stories and I just haven't seen it. And you're just like, great. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's English. I'm sure, it's it wonderful. <laughs> well, they actually, ironically enough, they called me to sign off on a scene from Real World San Diego to use at the reunion oh. for Southern Charm. And I remember when they did that, I was like, well, is Cameron cool with this? Because there's really nothing in it for me. Like, I didn't know what they were, you know, really going to use the footage for. But um, I just thought it was interesting that the shows actually crossed over like that, you know, even at the reunion, they yeah. pulled up old footage of her. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, and do you have a favorite experience or maybe a couple different experiences from the real world that just live in a good place? Oh, a hundred percent. I think one of my favorite memories from that season was dressing up as the Mario brothers with homemade costumes with big ran 
Um, just making the costumes was a ton of fun, but I'll tell you, I think one of the coolest parts was going out with the cameras on you. Those costumes turned out so dope. People didn't even know it was the real world anymore. I think they legitly thought there was a Nintendo promotion going on in the streets of San Diego. <laughs> and I thought that was just so cool the way people were freaking out about the costumes. And now they mass produce those costumes. I am not saying there's a definite connection there, but those things did hit pretty hard on TV. And every time I see little kids dressed up, it just takes me back to that moment with Big Rand, you know? That's a pretty good one. That, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of iconic moments in your season, but that is definitely one of my favorites. Um, and then obviously after the real world, for people who didn't maybe watch the real world, we see you coming on to this little show that used to be called The Real World versus Road Rules, The Challenge. And your very first season was Battle of the Sexes 2 which I think was like the last time they had a season where people just got voted off and other than like weirdest. that island. Yeah, weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. You get voted off and it's like, well, your suitcase is at the bottom of the hill. And it's like, that was the most anticlimactic ending to, a, to an episode you could possibly have. Yeah, I can imagine that was probably a really different experience. But how was it for being your first experience on the challenge? Oh... I mean, honestly, Nadine, in the nicest way possible, disappointing, you know, um, I, so we were playing without elimination rounds and the older guys in the group, uh, Eric Nice, Mark Long, and uh, I forgot who other, really those two, Theo, and there might've been a couple other vets in it. So they, they were saying, we're not going to play like the girls. We're going to play by stats. This is like a poker game. Okay. So we're, they, they pitched it. Like we've all played poker. We're going to play like men. And I'm like, okay, like, this is my first challenge. What am I going to say? Right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm still getting my feet wet. And like, you know, Derek got worked out earlier on, but I was technically not supposed to be voted off in the order that I was voted off. So they basically used this stat situation to get all the way to the end. And then even though my stats were better, they still voted me off and then they split the 180,000. So I was number four and they split 180 grand between three people. So that costed me 60,000 plus I didn't have the elimination rounds. So it was kind of, it was hard to get sent home on something that was totally set up to screw you mm -hmm. over and not even oh, yeah. have a chance to, to battle. But looking back, I do kind of get a kick out of it, you know, cause I was so wet behind the ears and here I come on this challenge and I, it's like, you know, you can get all fired up to compete and like some mornings you're just like, Oh, no matter what we do, we're going to win. And then it's an eating challenge, you know? Mm -hmm. and, Right. I remember on that one, I ate, um, we had to pull these, uh, like tops off these plates and just eat whatever, whatever was under it. And I thought, cause I was Italian, I should be able to eat garlic cloves raw, no problem. Well, it actually, it made me shed a whole layer of skin in my mouth. And like, and, and for your first challenge, really, when you think about it, like these are the experiences like for me, dangle me off a cliff, you know, the extreme stuff I'm pretty comfortable with. I, 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 I stunt ride motorcycles a little bit and I've got some history with that, but when it comes to eating and things like that, that, that challenge had some rough stuff in it being that it was battle of the sexes. Oh, I could not do the I, eating challenges. Yeah. Same. No eating challenges for me. Well, <laughs> what if, what if we throw in, what if we throw in Mark Long size 15 foot and he's scooping bugs out of a container with it? Would you be in that? <laughs> he, he better be eating the bugs too. I'll just watch. <laughs> oh, on that one, we just had to chew them up and spit them out into a container and fill it up. Oh, that That's I can do. <laughs> that I can do that, that I would do but do if it? I have okay. to actually like eat it and it's it's the bugs are one thing but it's like the cow balls 
oh, and the, oh, rat, no. the sewer rat heads See, that they had. Oh, like, what was it? God. I'm not yeah. even going to oh, touch yeah. that sewer stuff rat. to put it near my mouth. Like, I'm not even going to touch it with my hands, much less put it in my I, mouth. That's not happening. Well, I understand what you're saying. And all I can tell you is I can't give you details on this, but I had one of the most intense eating experiences of my life. And hopefully you get to witness that very soon because there is something spectacular about the way they set those challenges up because I did not know that I could do some of the stuff that I found out I can do. And it's not impossible, but you got to admit, sometimes when you watch it, it looks impossible. You said rat yeah. heads at one point, And I think I had seen something, maybe it was a rat. It was like a full body. And like, I just still can't imagine doing that. But when you run up on it and there's a high pressure competition, you'd be surprised you what you can do. <laughs> Is, was there anything gross that you ate that was actually pretty good? Honestly, I'm kind of a picky eater. I'm going to be honest with you. So like none of that stuff really came out good. Uh, no. <laughs> the garlic was ex surprisingly explosive. I mean, Coral made me leave the room three days later because I smelled out the room just walking in it. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And that's one of those days where it's like when Coral told you to leave the room, you're like, yeah, I'm not messing with this chick. We love, love Coral. Coral. <laughs> oh, she's the best. She's the best as long as you don't have any problems with her. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's great, she beats She beats bitches up. Or at least she did back in the day. Yeah, she don't wrestle them. That's what she said. She, she won't beats wrestle bitches them. Up. I'm not wrestling yeah. Julie. <sighs> Good times. Forgot Good times. about Julie. That's another... I don't know how you could because they showed the trailer for Homecoming New Orleans and that looks like it's going to be crazy. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I've yeah, got to look that up. They released it a sure. couple days ago. So that's going to be wild. Um, wow. So obviously after Battle of the Sexes 2, we then saw you on Inferno 2 and you were on quite a few seasons until, and then Cutthroat. Cutthroat, you finally won. <laughs> that was a that was an insane season for a lot of reasons obviously the banana backpack you got your win I feel like you should have had a win way before then but you finally you. you were able to get it and then we didn't see you again for eight more years until you rolled yeah. up on vendettas yeah yeah good old vendettas god the game changed yeah it yeah it, it sorry has. Nadine I didn't mean to cut I didn't mean no to cut in no you're fine there. So no, no, no. I was just going to say, why did we not see you for so long? Was it a mix of you were just starting your new life? Were they not calling? Can you give a little insight? Well, so after the win on uh, Cutthroat, it was, uh, it was decided that we were going to take some time off and, and, and just focus on having a family. And uh, Little did I know that the blessing of MTV was coming back in my future eight years later because after she had filed for divorce unexpectedly and I found myself single and kind of missing the opportunity that I had given up to be in that situation originally, I, I was in a really good position. Um, I was doing a lot of challenges. I was in... Um, I was in great shape and I was doing a good job of just staying in the flow and then I chose to leave. And I think one of the first things after she had filed divorce um, that really hit me was how much I had sacrificed to have that family. And when I got that phone call for me, it was just such a blessing because it was just like, it was like a second chance at your old life. And I will say I showed up to a completely different game. <laughs> 
I mean, not completely different. Yeah. I think the game's developed in a much better direction. I love the direction that it's headed. You in, but... did pretty well though, for somebody who hasn't been there in right. eight years. I mean, you did very well. Um, I'm going to razz on you a little bit um, for you missing that trivia question on all stars too, when you could have said Car Maria. Cause you were on the season. She won really her second championship. <laughs> oh, so true. There was a handful of names that I couldn't believe I missed, but I am not good. I don't know if you noticed this, but I am not good at trivia. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to practice trivia somehow, some way. I just, I've never been into like, I've never been into like trivia games, even casually, but when you're standing at the edge of a building oh, I'm sure. or yeah, or they're going to hook you up to a slingshot that fires you over a building or something like that. It's just, I, I have a very hard time focusing. Um, I, even with the spelling words back in the day, I, I just can't, there's something about the pressure that goes into uh, the trivia questions that I really do struggle yeah, we, with. I mean, so we've said that. I apologize. We've that. said that before, like it's different when you're at home watching Jeopardy and you're answering all the questions that if you were there, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's I can all answer all of TJ's mind. questions from my couch because I'm not dangling right. 10 stories <laughs> off the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, I can back. remember looking, I remember looking at TJ and you see so much in the background of like, just he's, it looks like he's up in the air because you're on top of a building that you almost get vertigo without even looking down. You know what I mean? And if yeah. you do look down, which I tend to do for some weird reason, it really doesn't help anything. <laughs> I can imagine it does not help. Um, so no. as I said, you came back on vendettas. How I guess I want to say, like, how did you feel going into it in the beginning? I mean, did you feel confident? Were you kind of nervous because this was a lot of different people that you probably really haven't seen? Ah, you know, I wish I could tell you that that those were the things I was thinking about, unfortunately. And I'm still involved in a uh, court case with my kids right now, and it's a nightmare. Um, but I had so much personal stuff going on going into that game that it was almost just like a ticket to freedom in a weird way. You know, like I remember getting on that plane and when I landed and we were in New York, I felt like once I was reconnecting with cast members I already knew and new ones, I felt like I almost like left the world I was in and you go into a new one because the, the, the show really does feel like that. It's almost like a transition into a fishbowl with a bunch of cameras in it, <laughs> if you will. Um, and I would say that's probably been one of my biggest struggles with this is not being able to focus completely on the game the way I used to be able to. And I'm still working on that. And, um, you know, it just, it's a lot of spiritual development and it's a lot of hard work, but, you know, I'm still involved in a court case right now and, and going through hell trying to see my kids. I haven't seen my kids in almost a year. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, but those are my biggest challenges this is like overcoming these hurdles while trying to stay focused. And, you know, the only way to do that is by counting blessings and getting that call was a blessing. Um, I've got plenty of blessings to count. My kids are healthy. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a big one in itself. So, um, I just feel like, you know, whether it was vendettas or really any of these seasons, my biggest struggle is just the mental preparation and being able to separate my personal life from the game. And yeah. I think that, uh, it's, getting better with time, you know, but these things aren't going to fix themselves overnight. Of course not. And I just, I do commend you for still fighting and still working because not all fathers do that. 
Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of times they're just like, yeah, whatever. So, um, you know, I don't want to get into it too much because I'm sure it's a lot of sensitive subject and everything like sure. that. But I do just want to say that I definitely commend you for continuing that fight. I know things will work out the way that they should, and it'll be fantastic for all sides. And like you said, we count your blessings. We have to take every day as it is. And we have yeah. to just keep fighting and powering through whatever it is we're dealing with. And yeah, we got to see you a couple of times on the mainstay show. And then most recently we got to see you on all stars too. You had a fantastic beard, which I see that <laughs> now you. you have trimmed. Glorious. I'm growing it back. I'm growing it back. Thank you. Uh, I actually, I can't do the, this middle of the mall beard is not working for me. I need, I, I, as soon as I had it cut off just a few days ago, I was like regretting it immediately. So <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it'll grow back though. And I mean, obviously you're very good at growing a beard because not all, <laughs> not all men can, men in my family cannot, they get very frustrated. Well, speaking <laughs> of your beard though, can we talk about yes. Nehemiah's uh, impersonation of you? Oh my God. Yes, we definitely can. <laughs> definitely. That was an incredible moment. And I will say for going into an elimination round, I had to stop looking up. Because I I'm going against Derek. Derek and I were expecting <laughs> pole wrestling. We're in this little holding cell area where they like they get you all hyped up before TJ, you know, uh, calls mm -hmm. you out. And Derek and I are talking to each other like, man, I hope no one gets hurt. But like, let's give them a show. You know what I'm saying? Because like Derek and I just we we tick like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you put us up against each other, and we even said we go, man, just we just both we're hoping no one would get hurt, and we we come out and uh, then we come out and it's something totally different. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you know, I got sidetracked with the question. Nadine, can you remind me of the question right now? Because I'm reliving this. You said. Uh, <laughs> oh, we were just talking about the impersonation that ne Nehemiah did. Yeah. Oh, the great yeah. Beard I'm so eyes. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, no I, worries. I, my little sleep here. But that's right. So when we're doing that, and we're getting all serious in the holding. I, I like looked up and I'd see Nehemiah and I just start laughing. And if you're going into an elimination round against Derek, that's not where you want your head to be at. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they, they had us in that, in that little holding area for probably like five or 10 full minutes. And I think I looked up a good three times and then I was like, just, I couldn't focus. So I just, I, I stopped looking up, but even after I won and I looked up, I just started laughing again. That was perfect. It, it was a great impersonation. We talked to him recently and we brought it up and we were like, that was perfect. And it was yeah. good. It was a good moment in that episode. Yeah. Did, yeah, he, he wasn't blinking walk. or anything. No, yeah. <laughs> he had the eyes walk, open the whole time. Which is hilarious. <laughs> he did my walk. I didn't even know I had a walk. I don't. I don't think I want to know about the walk. <laughs> it's not a bad walk. Don't worry. No. Um, <laughs> good. Well, that's good to know. But were you a little annoyed that you had to go against Derek? Like, I mean, because Nehemiah is the reason why Derek ended up having to go against you. Yeah, but I understood because. Derek and Nehemiah had beef from day one in the game and they don't mm. show this, but I spent like half that night we were dressed up with the eighties stuff. And I spent like half the night trying to middleman the issues they were having because oh, they're both my guys. I was real tight with Nehemiah going into the game. Derek mm -hmm. and I were like brothers, but we kind of, you know, lost a little bit of um, communication for a couple of years. Like we just weren't really reaching out as much. And then we reconnected on season two mm -hmm. and I just wanted to fix their, their issues. But there really wasn't any, they're, they're, that's just the way they are, you know? Um, yeah. You'll see, you know, I can't really talk much about the people, but what I do know is they're, that's their genuine vibration between each other. And I tried to 
middleman some kind of closure for them and it just wasn't happening so when that went down i understood because i saw enough that was aired and i saw enough that wasn't aired where i knew i had people on both sides at that point yeah i um we've also talked to derek before and uh, i call their relationship like frenemies yeah yeah like like it's kind of like they have like playful banter and even Darrell comments on it in a confessional on as2 where he's like i can't really tell if they're being serious or if they're just playing and it's like at different moments, you get like that different vibe, but that's why we like the show because yeah. it's not contrived. It's kind of playful, but not playful. And it's just, it's just more authentic. We, we love all stars. You know, the main, the main show has just been, it's been becoming different in a way that a lot of the old school fans, we just don't recognize. I love the word choice there. It's a recognize. It's, 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 it's a great show but it's changing to the point where it's unrecognizable from what it used to be. I really like the way you worded that. Thank you. I'm trying to be like open-minded, you know, because I coming out with CBS, the challenge and it's like, you know, people from like love Island and I guess like some survivor and big brother. And it's just, it's almost overwhelming because again, this show on MTV has been going for so long and people don't like change as it is, especially when (laughs) a show has 37 seasons have wow, you watched the last few main seasons at all since you were on Final Reckoning? Honestly, I have to do some catching up and I have not. I've tried to catch an episode here or there, but life has been really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of been leaning on the all-star side of things. Right. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. And there's so many episodes now. Um, I yeah. actually was listening to your um, podcast episode with Bananas and how they filmed for three months. Like, that's insane. Yeah, I know. When I heard that, I was like, Jesus, that's like, that's a long time. I've been, the yeah. longest I've been on a challenge for was a little over two months. And that felt like forever. I mean, honestly, eight weeks, nine weeks away from home in a foreign country, you really start to feel like that's your home. Yeah. And I think that, that, I think that's actually one of the weirdest parts of the challenge is right around the end of the first month, even on All Stars, uh, other people were agreeing to this. When you feel like you're going home and you say the words home and you think of the challenge house, you are in. Like that's when you know that you're past the wall and everything else because when home actually makes you think of going to the place with cameras in every corner, that's when you know you're fully adjusted, you know. Three months, I can't imagine what that third month would do psychologically, but there's no way that that is not a factor in the marathon, you know, angle of the game. I, I don't know how some of them can do it mentally because you have no phone. You get like maybe one or two 10 minute phone calls a week. You don't have books. You don't have TV. You don't have the internet. It's You become like part of a dystopia. I think even Ayana kind of mentioned it. Like even being in the all-stars house, you're like in this alternate universe where yeah. things that you do yeah. are not things that you would do in real life, like stealing Jody's Greek salad. Well, and I imagine you get no alone time, right? No, you really don't get any alone time. I'm sorry I'm laughing about the salad thing because it was like so far into the game where like even something silly like that for someone like Jody, that's like a major you miss home. You know what I mean? Like it was just interesting to see how that whole thing played out. Sorry, I didn't mean to get, I didn't mean to sidetrack us there, but when you brought up the salad, I just, Ayana is incredible. I love her. She is spectacular in so many ways. And 
when you said her name, the highlight reel started to unfold in my head. But right when you said the sale, and I just, uh, I got a little sidetracked there. And that was about a month into the game where I remember being partnered with Jody and like trying to coach her through just like not getting emotionally invested in that situation. She did an incredible job of that. But for like 30 minutes, she sat and let Ayana talk thinking she was going to get a chance to talk. She didn't even get a chance to say anything. And I'll never forget just one salad turned the whole house side up, upside down in one night. Unbelievable. <laughs> It was like it was a good TV for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Even Jasmine and her getting into it the night before. I remember laying in bed and hearing Jasmine go off. I'm like, why? Is, what the hell is going on out there, you know? And then you find out. Yes. Your name is not Rhonda Raynard. I will okay. not. <laughs> perfect. It was, oh, God. There it was, was so perfect. Many moments, so many good moments. And sadly, you and Jody get eliminated like right before the final I mean Jody we talked to Jody she said you were doing your final interviews the day that they ran the final oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and you saw them after seeing what they went through with the final and kind of the the production hiccups are you kind of like hmm I'm actually not that upset that we got eliminated right before or would you still have wanted to take your chance Yeah, I would still want to take my chance just because I love the competition part of the game, but I like, there's something about this game that gets in your blood after the amount of years you you apply yourself to it. And I just, every chance I can get to run a final, I want to run it, win, lose, or draw, because you're going to learn something about yourself in that final. Every single one of these seasons, when I've made it to the final, I've grown as a person from pushing myself in that final. And they're all so different. You could never plan or write this on your own. So um, I look at it as a true blessing just for the, the mental piece that comes with pushing yourself. However, depends on what that eating challenge looks like too. You know what I mean? We got, if we can get a preview of that, that would be important, you know, because I'm not trying to eat no animal parts for free, but mm. um I still would, I want that shot, you know, I, I, I just, I, 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 let's put it this way. I can't verbally say that I would pass on the final because the competitor of me just won't allow it. Fair enough. Fair enough. How do you think you and Jody would have done if you would have been the team instead of, cause I think who sent you home? Was it, um, Tech and Ayana? No, it was Darrell. Darrell. Oh my God. That's right. Janelle. Darrell and Janelle. Janelle. bothering her. That's right. Let's say it would have been you and Jody instead of Darrell and Janelle in the final. How do you think you guys would have done? Good. I think we would have done really well. I think that uh, I have to own my mistake. And that was, well, actually the story behind that truck, if you don't mind me going over this real quick, I cut my finger finger open in the cenote challenge before that on a screw that was sticking out of a handle. And I had to get my tape, my finger taped up because it would split open with the, the climbing around on the trucks and everything. So I was getting my finger taped up during the rules. And right after I got it taped up, I went up to the gentleman that read the rules and I said, uh, can you run me past the rules? He ran me past the rules and then told me I'll know what to do when I get up there. So uh, we didn't go over untying knots in that conversation, but it was a quick recap. And, and with all due respect, I should have been there for the rules. I, I didn't know the timing was going to work out the way it did. I was just trying to get my finger taped up, but God, those things looked like handles to me. They looked like handles. Okay. So the only thought that was going through my head while I was cranking open those boxes is 
how the hell is Jody doing this on the other side? Because some of them weren't coming open very easy. And then when I got up on that second semi truck and I looked over and I saw her untying those knots, there's no words for what went through my head. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the first thing was probably like, wow, there is another way to do this. And then the very next thought was, holy shit, am I going to get us DQ'd? And then I, I remember thinking to myself, well, they didn't tell us not to do that, which usually they'll say, here's what the DQs are. So I just fingers crossed, hoped for the best. And when they DQ'd us, I couldn't believe that I had blown our shot at the final. And what I mean by that is I have not been the best political player. I'm not a masterminder. I'm not a schemer, but I'm good for my word. And a lot of people know that. So I somehow got my way through this game, being able to like play the cleanest game I could and still just manage relationships. We weren't going to get the only shot we had at going into an elimination was doing what I did. Because if we just didn't come in last place, which Tech and Ayana would have, um, we were going to be safe because Nehemiah was probably not going to throw us in no matter what. Uh, and that would have put us into the final. So, okay. you know, honestly, when I, I guess, I guess the hardest part about it was waiting for the announcement. Cause it took like an extra 20, 30 minutes longer than normal to find out the winners that day. And it was the suspense and being able to do the math where it's like, wow, had I not done that, we were guaranteed the final. So, um, I felt really bad for Jody because Jody's the kind of kind of competitor that really beats herself up. Like she'll do it a great mm-hmm. job and you'll be like, great job. And she's like, no, I could have done better at this. And you're like, just, you know, she's always looking for that place to improve. And I can appreciate that. But I guess like for me, I felt, oh, I just felt so sick about it, you know? And then here we are going into the last elimination. And I truly thought even down to the weigh-in that we had a good shot. They had to weigh that material twice. It was so close. And Darrell and Janelle did a great job, you know, so. Yeah, uh, it was, it was very close. You know, the, the chips fell the way uh, that they were supposed to. I know. I, know. I was heartbroken I watching most of the eliminations this season of All-Stars I because I liked all of you guys. Thank you. I like everybody, like even like the Ayana and Leah elimination. And then of course, Cindy and Maya and Derek C like, I'm like, I don't want anybody to go home. Can everybody stay <laughs> yeah. till the end? I know. Right. I feel the same way when I'm on the show, you know, it's like, it, and you get it, it's a game you're sending them home, but especially when it's your friends that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Was there anybody that you were super excited to see like uh, to when you got on that there. beach? What's that? I said, was there anybody that you were super excited, excited to see when you guys got to that beach on All-Stars too? Gosh, almost everybody. I mean, like, because there was just people coming out from the past and, you know, more recent seasons. And it was just, it was incredible to see that many familiar and new faces all in one place, knowing that we were going to share this. When TJ shows up on the beach or in any other setting and you're sitting around with that many um, people that you've either made memories with, or you know you're part of a family that somehow connects you through other people's memories, then you just like you kind of just go into this mode, you know, kind of like Ayana was telling you about how like you're going into a different universe. Well, that's like your introduction to the new universe. So it's like it's just exciting. Like I, I can't think of anybody in particular that stood out other than like Tyler because him and I were the bartenders for everybody so like Tyler and I were bartending so like it was cool to like sit next to Tyler after I hadn't seen him since cutthroat you know and mm-hmm. um just to be able to and then him and I ended up rooming together and everything else and he's awesome um but not the easiest person to room with in the bathroom you know what I mean? <laughs> 
He seems like a guy that could blow up the bathroom when he really has to go. Oh yeah, he could do more than that. He could do more. <laughs> was good there, to know. Was there anybody that you didn't know going in that you like hit it off with that you weren't expecting? Yeah. Uh, Latarian, I would say LT actually. Um, him and I have a lot of similarities, and uh, we were not playing the same political game. I mean that was pretty established once they were celebrating upstairs and we didn't have any kind of history to, to where I could have spoke game with them at that point. But like right. outside of the game talk and everything, um, great dude, real into fitness. Um, and he's got a big heart. I know he's a tough dude. and He'll put his head down and go, you know, head to head with anybody. Um, mm -hmm. But he's, he's still a very caring person. And I think once you get to know his full dynamic of his character, he just, he's just more impressive by the minute, you know, and, he was one of the new people that I was surprised to see had that much more heart to him than you expected, you know? That's amazing. And then uh, did you say you had a funny story about Tyler? So yeah, this is, yes. <laughs> put it down as a gross story about Tyler and probably not a funny one, but it might, it's got some comical uh, elements to it. But um, interesting enough, I was having allergy issues. So I had to have my sheets washed in a special detergent. I don't know where this allergy came from, but like I go to season two. And if you see in the first few episodes, my eyes are almost swollen, completely shut. <laughs> That's from the allergies. Like I would wake up and my eyes were almost like not able to open. And production was like, you know, call you know, the medics would throw some crap on them and we get through it. But so they had to have special detergent and they were supposed to be washing our sheets. So I started keeping a close eye on my comforter for the most part. And what I noticed, um, after this challenge day, Derek was laying in his bed. It was an exhausting day. I flopped myself down on my comforter on top. And I kind of like picked my head up after I plopped it down. And I noticed that my right arm is like, oh, it's, lay, it's laying in like this huge pile of white phlegm. And it, I mean, I, I, I like kind of screamed. I go, ew, what the fuck is this? And then Derek pops up and he goes bro, you didn't hear Tina yelling at Tyler last night? I go, no. And he goes, Tyler blew his nose into his comforter in the middle of the night. And Tina started yelling at him. And he told Tina to shut up. And it was his comforter. <laughs> so that's what my arm was in. It was his mucus. Oh. And the cleaning, ladies, the cleaning ladies were playing musical comforters. So like, because I'm trying to figure out my allergies and why some days they're swelling up. So they were just putting different comforters back on different beds and Tyler's happened to go on mine. So I jumped into a pile of his snot at the end of the day and uh, I was so disgusted. Uh. Yes, yeah, so I'm a germaphobe too. So I wanted to like literally chop my arm off at the shoulder, but, uh, none, none that, but I even said, I even said to a few people in the, not just the room, but even in the house, I said, that's how, you know, you really like somebody like you could do something like that. And I actually still like you afterwards. So like, I was just impressed with how grossed out I get by stuff that I was like, you know, I went through that and did not feel completely traumatized when I saw him. That time. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard him tell that story on a podcast, not quite in that detail. Um, so when you start saying, I was like, Oh my God, is this the loogie story? And there you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you bring up Tina yelling at Tyler and we got to see a little bit of Tina being a prankster, but we heard that she was, doing a lot of pranks through the season while she was there. Did she prank you at all? Or did she do anything in particular that just had you dying? Oh, I mean, here's what I'll tell you about Tina. I love Tina. She is like a firecracker of entertainment. It just never stops. But she would like get into these social situations. We were rooming together, Tina and I. So 
it was great to reconnect that way. But she would get herself into situations with, say, like Darrell. She would get in an argument with Darrell. Darrell is like, we didn't have an alliance set, but we always try to do what we can to work together. And I, she'd be like, oh, you know, Darrell's this, Darrell's that. And I said, hey, you know, like communication's everything. We talk about miscommunication. And uh, I would have these long talks with her for like a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour on a regular basis about like, you know, squashing stuff with Darrell or even with Jody. And like, I think the most, I, I can't even say frustrating because I wasn't frustrated. I was just like kind of blown away with shock when we talked for like a full hour and she was talking about the new Tina and how nice she was going to be. And I'm not kidding you. Less than 10 minutes after we finished that talk, she came up and started banging on the pan saying, all you bitches are in trouble or something like that, whatever it was. And I just remember thinking like, there's no way this is actually happening. Like we just spent an hour in the bathroom talking in detail about how we were going to, you know, because it's just, I don't know. She's just funny like that. You know what I mean? Like you'd sit there and think like, wow, we really got somewhere with this talk. And then 10 minutes later that happens. And you're like, oh, that's Tina for you. You know, <laughs> just, she's just classic like that. She's a classic. I can tell. I freaking love Tina. I think she Same. is hilarious. I feel yeah. like I would love talking shit with her yes, as long as I don't piss her off because then we would end up cursing each other out. And that's not fun. But the cool thing about that is, Nadine, you got to almost see her get pissed at somebody to get the full experience. You know what I mean? As, as long as it's not me. Fired up. It's fair. As long that's as fair. <laughs> it just has to be Same. somebody else. <laughs> um, what was one of your favorite moments on this season of All Stars? Favorite moments. Gosh, we had some really good ones. Um, gosh. Um, oh my gosh. So one of my favorite moments, hands down, would be the sea turtles. Um, we had sea turtles coming to the beach at our house. They were laying eggs in the palapa that we were doing our vote offs in. So like the one where you see us sitting at the chairs and there's the names on the board, like five feet behind those chairs, a sea turtle laid eggs one night and we got to watch her lay her eggs. And we'd see the babies hatch too. And some of the babies went to, oh, it was the cutest thing because one night um, I was preparing for a, a, a Reiki session with Nehemiah and right when I was laying down and he was about to start using the pendulum, we noticed one of the baby turtles ran to the house instead of the ocean. So I picked them up and I got to hold the baby sea turtle and give it to the security guard to put in the ocean. And I think like, I watch a lot of discovery channel. I'm kind of a nature freak. So I love like um, Mm -hmm. anything that really has to do with nature. So for me to be able to watch all those specials and then to be able to pick one up and not to do it for like a selfish reason, but to help it live, you know, like I just thought that was one of the coolest experiences. I know it's probably not like the best drinking party story or something, but oh no, that's my that that's my favorite the, story. <laughs> awesome. Well, I just for me that was like one of the most incredible moments, and we all just got to share that together. Oh, you know, seeing them. That's amazing. I would probably just be crying the whole time. Happy tears, like this is so beautiful. I love animals. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. I live in Florida, so we've seen the the turtles before, and um, you know you're not supposed to touch them if the babies aren't going the right way here I don't know what it's like there so we saw yeah, one going yeah. the wrong way so we just use a flip-flop so like technically <laughs> we didn't touch it like, oh, oh cool <laughs> yeah I don't know what the laws are there so I might have broke one yeah. on accident I didn't I don't even know to be honest you saved uh, life. yeah I like to think about it that way but um yeah. that was definitely the intent for sure but they are incredible seeing those little 
turtles mm-hmm. come out of the sand like that. It's I can imagine. It is. Yeah. It really is. And the fact that you and Nehemiah were about to do something spiritual with the Reiki. And it's just like, you just make sure it's one of those moments. I'm a very spiritual person like that too. So it's just like one of those awesome. moments where you're like, this is just how, it's how the universe just sends little signals. Yeah. It always makes sure. me happy. Yeah, me too. Do you have pets? Not right now. Um, I want to get a dog. I lost my dog a couple of years ago and I'm mm-hmm. just not in a good position to have one right now, but I see them everywhere and I want one, but they're a lot of work. You know how it is. They are. Yeah. 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 I have a dog and two cats. So cool. I have two dogs and one of them nice. snoring right behind me. I'm surprised you can hear. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's cute. Otis used to snore too. Oh yeah. Um, what is it? Is it Abby? That's behind you. She's a bulldog. Yes. So cool. cute. Um, so what challenge season, if you had to pick out of all the ones that you won, which one was your favorite? Dual one. Huh? Dual one. Uh, it was, that was the, a good it was one. Just, yeah, I feel like it was just the classic. It was the first solo winner challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we had so many classic moments. I mean, CT and DM's love story on that season was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. The, I, I was able to beat CT for that K1200 motorcycle in the roller skating yes. thing. That was a good day. That was a good day for me because everyone likes awesome. to bring up, well, everybody likes to bring challenge. up the CT DQ'd when he went home on that season, but I also beat him full contact for the motorcycle in the same season. So that's fair to, you know, throw in there as well. And mm-hmm. I will say um, the season just never had a dull moment. And I mean, I remember on the first day, I'm pretty sure it was Derek Kay that was Frisbee and all of our dinner plates off the balcony. Cause that's how it was back then. You can just get hammered and do stuff like that. And they were like, good, we'll see if we can get the shot for the promo, for the, 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 the promo clips, you know? And uh, it was just nonstop action. And to run the final against Wes, we had no breaks during that final. There was no stopping point. Wow. So we ran up the mountain in Rio for six and a half hours straight. And, um, I'll never forget this one time, ladies. I'm holding my heart and I'm laying in the grass. This is before they had drones. And I mm-hmm. remember trying to figure out if I was having a heart attack because I'd never pushed myself this hard in altitude before. And then I heard the helicopter coming around the corner of the mountain where the camera guy would still have to hang off the landing gear because that's how they'd have to get the drone shots back then. And that's when I knew I was having a heart attack because I remember thinking, I can't go out like this on TV. And I got up and kind of started moving again. But we, I just never pushed myself that hard. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but Wes got a two minute head start on me in yep. that season for the final. And I actually made up a minute and a half of that two minutes. So um, that was a hell of an accomplishment in itself. In fact, I passed him on like pretty much the last turn in the challenge. But when I did that, I had nothing left. I was so dizzy that I probably could have fallen right off the side of the mountain. And uh, it was just a good race all the way through to the it end. It was. I mean, yeah. that was a good season overall. It was a good season, oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed watching it, and I enjoy the memories that came from it. You know, I still have so many. That's amazing. I love that. Um, if there was a battle of the seasons, and it was original San Diego versus newer San Diego, do you think you guys would be able to take the newer San Diego? Mm, <laughs> that's a good question, man. Yeah, I got, I've got to say yes. I've got to say yes. I do actually believe we could. Um, I'd like to see that lined up, actually. I think that's a great idea. I think I like they that. should I'll do go. that for a lot I'll of the seasons that they redo. I'll go I'd right watch now. it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I actually really like that. 
That would be pretty awesome. I would love that. Would you like to see a season of the challenge where it's like old school versus new school? There's nothing I want more than that. Um, we've all talked about it. What would happen? Well, if we wait another five years, I could tell you. <laughs> we should probably do that sooner than later. But yeah, there's no other season I'd rather see. I think that that is the haymaker season. That um, Season that, 40, MTV, season 40. I hope so. I hope so. Because honestly, I don't think there's, I don't think you could beat that season. I think that that is going to be the climax because something big is going to happen. Yeah. And old school will win. Oh, yes. When I think of like the prime, especially, so it's a little different for me because again, I'm an old school fan. I've been watching for a long time. And I think of the caliber of men on the challenge nowadays compared to like when you were on it and Derek Kaczynski was on it, even the Miz and Abe, that is what I consider prime caliber of the male competitors. And there were some good females. I think the females have gotten a lot better as far as uh, caliber of competition and athleticism. The guys I'm just not as impressed with anymore. So I do think an old school, I think the old school guys, you guys still got it. I mean, CT is Thank proving you. on the mainstay show that age ain't nothing but a number, baby. Right. Ain't nothing sure. but a number. Yeah. And then how about like dudes like Abram? I mean, yeah. Steven Spielberg couldn't create that if he tried. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm -hmm. no, I, I'll say Abram was my very first elimination round in, in, in Inferno 2. And good God, did he break me in. I mean, when we went, we did balls in together, I don't know if you remember that elimination, yes. but like he is a force to be reckoned with. He doesn't train like everybody else. He just has um, a bring it all in a way you've never seen before switch that he hits every single time. And I think that there are certain characters that like, you know, like Abram, Derek Kay, CT, Johnny, um, Darrell. I mean, you really can't recreate a lot of this, you know? I mean, they're such original um, characters themselves and, and, and they still bring such a high level of competition to the table, you know? Yeah. Um, it's been a real honor to run with these, with, with those guys for the amount of years I have, you know, I, I learned to run over five miles with Darrell on these shows and really, you know, I've, I've pushed limits that I probably never would have seen if it wasn't for those gentlemen. So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, those competitors are, they're going to be hard to replace if that's what they're looking to do, you know? Yeah, they, they're trying and it's, it's not working. We, we are not receptive to what they're trying to bring in because what was great about Challenge kind of before was the villains, like the Johnny Bananas. I love to hate bananas. I'm not a bananas fan on the show. I, I don't know them in person, obviously, but I love to hate them. And that's what makes a good villain. I yeah. don't, the villains well, now, I don't like them. I just yeah, yeah, completely yeah. dislike them. You get to see people's like life story arc too. Like we watched you guys grow up and you know, and then yeah. these new people come in. It's just like, I don't know. It's not the same. It's, it's different now. They, they come in with a huge following on social media. That's their ultimate goal. And it kind of shows occasionally we get people where I'm like, I feel like this person's pretty, pretty authentic. There was a rookie, um, on season 37 his name is ed he's hilarious he is the yeah, same person him. on his instagram and everything that he was on the show he's like literally a giant labradoodle i think it's someone <laughs> that explained him and i'm like you know what that's perfect like he's got the yeah, energy yeah. he's just like real friendly he's just always like doing weird shit and he just never stops but it's okay you know he's like sweet and it's cool 
and we're not getting as much of that anymore. But I do want to say, um, when I asked you earlier, one of your favorite moments, one of my favorite moments, it's more like a funny moment, um, is the Pizzagate <laughs> is what we dubbed oh, it yeah. with Marie. That was so funny. It was yeah. fun to say. You know, I would never have thought that that was going to put me on a fast track to be close friends with her, but That's it really awesome. did. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like, gosh, I haven't talked to Marie in probably four or five months now, but, uh, just this conversation makes me want to reach out because every time I get on the phone with her, we talk for, we'll chop it up for at least a half hour, hour. And like, honestly, she's, she's good people, you know, I mean, and, and, and I, I've got her back and I know she's got mine and that was a hell of an introduction to our relationship. Um, but ironically <laughs> enough, a big part of that story. Okay. Oh, there you are. Sorry. It's okay. Um, but so um, a big part of that was um, she was gassed up with a bunch of lies about me going into that season, which is why she did that. And then halfway through the season, she figured out on her own that the things she had heard about me were not true. And on one of our days off, she said she actually apologized to me. She said, Brad, hey, I just want to let you know I'm really sorry about that. I was told all these things about you before I got here that uh, are not true. I know you're a good guy. And then she gave me a hug and it was water under the bridge in that moment. I remember that hug, like it was yesterday on the beach. And, um, in fact, I still got, we got a, we took a picture right after that. But the, uh, the important part was that the things she was told that weren't true were, were, they clarified themselves just through actions alone. You know what I mean? Without even having a conversation. So when she apologized and shared that information with me, I just immediately understood why, you know, I understood more of why that had happened in the first place. And we're still close friends to this day. Honestly, I wouldn't change that at this point. I mean, at the time I would have, but you know, they say everything happens for a reason. And yeah. you know, her, her and I got close after that and we got to clear the air of some BS after that. So it was kind of worth it. I love that. I love Marie. Marie's I know. one of my favorites. Um, I love I her too. Her. She's great. I love She's her like a great shooter. She's not going to. Yes. The, yeah. the, the friendship she developed with Car Marie on Final Reckoning is one of my favorite enemy to friendships stories ever. Yeah, that was something. I remember being there for that. And that was a hell of a process. Yeah, because you were your partner with, with Kyle. Yes. <laughs> Which honestly, out of all the new people, he is my favorite. Honestly. He is oh, so he's my favorite too. Tia love love he's him. good. Yeah, love he's him. good. He just makes me laugh. Constantly. Constantly. So I got. I got put in the, um, uh, gosh, what, the house that we go to, the Redemption, Redemption House. I got put in the Redemption House with him. I think we spent three or four full weeks there. Two of them were like completely alone. And he oh, still wow. keeps you laughing. Well, and he still keeps you laughing. I don't know if you remember on the season, him and I did spend some serious time in that house. Yeah. <laughs> but when it was just him and I, like, we, you, could literally, you could literally hang out all day and he just makes you laugh. Just cracks you up the whole time. Do you still talk to yeah. Kyle occasionally? on social media here and there yeah. but not as much as I'd like to that's for sure I um I just like imitating Kyle's accent that's my favorite <laughs> part about Kyle it's, it's, it's a good one his, his Jordy accent because that's how I knew Kyle um I watched Jordy Shore like I binged it on the internet and then when he wow. showed up on Vendetta's I was like Cara Maria stay away from him <laughs> And his, wow. I just love his accent. Yeah. And I was like, he looks a little different on the challenge than he did on Shorty Shore. But 
So I just like doing that accent, but he is hilarious. He is definitely one of the good newer ones. And he's just one of those people where you don't expect him to do well physically. And he just, he surprises everybody. Oh, he, you know what? He's got like that CT switch to where, I mean, like CT can like not work out for three years and still show up and run a final and like smoke everybody. Kyle, a little bit different. He wakes up in the middle of the night and drinks a full diet Coke in the middle of the night. Okay. No, you will hear it like three. I mean, he crushed the whole thing. No, the whole thing. That's like his midnight snack. He wakes up oh and he, he brings one to bed every night. He brings it to bed because he already knows it's going to happen. He'll drink no water all day. He'll drink diet Cokes throughout the entire day. He'll have beers at night. And then he'll show up to a hot day on the beach where we got to run back and forth with all this weighted stuff. And he'll do incredible on a hangover. I, and isn't he, he's like, like diabetic too, right? Oh my God. I, yeah, thanks for reminding me. And on top of that, like you just said, he's a diabetic. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I would love to see him drink more water. He knows that. But like the thing is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, he can defy all odds. He can defy science and I've watched him do it. So like, yeah, he's he's a real player. He's a force to be reckoned with. He's not just going to go in the interviews and chop you up like with that straight up stand up comedian style that you can he can bring to the table. But he's gonna he's gonna bring it in an elimination round, and he's gonna bring it in a final too. It's because he's got that British blood. They learn how to drink beer like water from a young age, which is okay. The Germans yes. do the same thing, so it, they're yeah, just yeah. a different breed. <laughs> when it comes yeah, to you're the right. Game. They don't even need water. It really is like it's, it's the opposite of science. <laughs> There's water in beer. What what is? It's just flavored, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> Especially Diet Coke. It's just carbonated water and some flavoring and Oof. sweetener. That's a hard sell, Nadine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I don't drink Diet Cokes all day. So, <laughs> um, do you guys have any other challenge questions before we get into our random fun ones? No, I don't think so. Actually, I do have one question. Um, you used to do music. Are you still doing any like DJing or? Yeah, so I mix music. I love it. It's just been therapeutic. So I've been doing that for like roughly four years. Um, I started playing piano at three. So music's always been a part of my life. Um, so when I remember traveling after uh, Real World San Diego, we did a lot of appearances. So I was in hotel rooms a lot. I bought a guitar and I learned how to play guitar on the road. So I just kind of like after my divorce, I bought the turntables to like just free up my mind and it worked. I mean, I loved it and I still do. I mean, I was spinning for like eight to 10 hours a day for probably the first year. Like I just couldn't get enough. I'd lay in bed at the end of the night and I would just think of like a Blink-182 song and some new club song. And I'm like, I think that's the same key and BPM. I got to get up out of bed and just mix it together real quick. That's and cool. it, well, for me, I was at such a rough stage in my life to even have any thoughts that yeah. weren't just solely about your children. Oh my gosh, it was the best blessing I could ever ask for. It's gotten me through so much. And um, I still love to mix. I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it. I guess I never really thought about trying to I never wanted to force it into anything, but um, mm-hmm. I do have a couple of mashups and, and tracks that I put together that if I could fill in the missing pieces and the right opportunity came up, I would like, you know, to perform and get it out there to see how it goes, you know. That's pretty cool. Maybe you can do a remix of Save the Palace. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You never know. That's a catchy song. I still, I have it in my head now, just saying the words. 
you know what I thought was hilarious when they kept airing that that song is they would like show me like looking mad and like I don't know if you remember the shots they would like show them dancing upstairs and then they like show me looking mad downstairs and I'm like dude that's not from the exact same time like I like I remember and I I remember getting DMs from people like man were you really that mad and it's like no I actually didn't really care well yeah for sure and it was just uh it was just funny to see that whole it, it was it was interesting to watch because when you're there and you're living it you're competing for a half a million dollars you have mm-hmm. to take that serious so like I remember you know the conversations in the house and everything but like the save the palace thing was the most exploited alliance I've ever seen in the show I, I just I didn't know how to handle it which is which is probably a uh if you're going to have an alliance and you're going to announce it, you might as well overwhelm the entire house so they don't know how to handle it, I guess. Yeah, just have everybody <laughs> singing your mantra, save the palace. Oh my gosh, it was perfect for them, honestly. And even, I remember even having a conversation with Tech halfway through the season. I love Tech, he's a great dude. He really, his energy is incredible. And man, I, I was trying to tell him like, dude, I wish we were playing this game on the same page because it's right after the split, you know, and it was blatantly mm-hmm. obvious. And uh he tried to tell me, he's, oh, yeah, we are. It's bipartisan. And I'm like, that's not really how this game goes. I mean, because like, you're counting the numbers, you know, and you know it's like, you mm-hmm. know, where you would be. But I will say they had a great alliance and the way they celebrated and the way they did things. I really enjoyed watching it um, once I was out of the game. Because when you're in the game, <laughs> you've got to focus on doing your best yeah. for a half a mil. It's just part of the game. But to watch them all dancing and even see it, like, I think my favorite part is when you see, like, the tough guy like LT jump in the circle and start dancing with them too. And then you're like, Oh, that's some good energy. You got to appreciate that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You right. Freaking loved it. It was fun for us to watch too. Absolutely. hundred sure. yeah. percent. So we're going to get into some, what we call our random questions that we just like to spit out to whomever we're interviewing helps us to kind of get to know a different side of you a little bit more. Frankie, do you have the questions? Got some? I have, I have a couple and I know Tia has a few. Okay. Um, I just have like two questions. One, what's the most useless fact you know? Most useless fact that I know. Ooh. Or it could just be a fun fact that's after useless. <laughs> I don't even, I'm trying to think of something that was useless. I think I try to find meaning in everything. That's probably the tough part for me. Um, I don't know. Can you give me an answer? Someone else? I, I have no idea how to answer that. We can circle back. <laughs> yeah, let's circle back to that if we can. I don't know. I mean, useless. I don't know. Okay. Uh, think about it. Um, if the zombie apocalypse happened right now, how long would you survive? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I, I almost feel like. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to be around for all that. You know, I've seen enough movies with zombies in it to where I think I might want to go out early, but if I'm not going out early, oh, actually, let me ask a question. Do I have a weapon? Uh, if it's, it's happening right now. So whatever is around you right now. Oh yeah, I'm out of here. I'm getting bit and I'm done. <laughs> That's it, yeah, I'm not lasting long, no way. Oh. oh man, I think I would do good in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> really? Yeah. Would you just get bit and then start biting other people, you think? Would you just join no, in? No, I'd shoot them and, like, go raid other people's houses. But Frankie even said you, you, you have whatever you have right now. So if you don't have a gun, which you might, mm-hmm. you've got two dogs, and I didn't know about that. Yes. <laughs> and oh, like yeah, don't mess with Tia. 
They're Walking Dead zombies. They're not like War of the World zombies or whatever. <laughs> World so War they don't change it okay. World War Z. War of the World. <laughs> they're the slower zombies. <laughs> I was say, uh, wasn't War of the World like about aliens? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the name of the challenge. I do have a Yeah, I was just thinking back to the challenge. Yeah, I'm dying. throw out for you. Throw it out. <laughs> The pig has the longest orgasm observed in mammals. I knew that. Uh, useless fact. No that. one needs to know that, totally but now we know it. Fact. I'm just impressed. I'm really impressed by that fact. That, that is, is true. My ex, my ex really did have long orgasms. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> oh, that's a good You're, one. Uh, you are terrible. <laughs> Brad's uh, never gonna come talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, good job. Here's Brad. a useless fact. Here's a useless fact. The Gixer 1000 gets 45 miles per gallon on average. Wait, what? No, that's that? pretty. It's a motorcycle that I've been researching. Oh, okay. By. Wow. That's that's not a good one, is it? I did. I, I could tell that flopped. My answer it, flopped it's on useless. that. It's definitely useless. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one box that i knew it checked that's the one box yes. that I knew it checked. <laughs> that's a good one tia do you have some questions yes do you follow the five second rule when things fall on the floor yeah not really not really and it depends on the floor if it's super well, and you clean, said you're a germaphobe so yeah so if it's a if it's like a floor that i cleaned and i know it was like really cleaned properly in the last 24 hours I might go that route, especially if it's like Jack Link's beef jerky, but like <laughs> not to throw a plug in there, but that stuff's delicious. Um, but the thing is, yeah, I don't really, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I've seen too many of those, you know, like when they take the black light into the bathroom or the hotels yes. and they just like, I've seen too many specials like that. I trust next to nothing when it comes to germs and, um, mm -hmm. You know, even with the COVID thing, like when the social distancing and the masks came out, I was like, there is some perks to this because I've always been cautious about handles and, and not yeah. sneezing on airplanes and stuff like that, you know? I, I'm the same way. I don't, if it hits the floor, it's contaminated. Oh yeah. <laughs> or the dogs. I'll just throw sure. this out there real quick. Like when I go to hotels, my husband thinks I'm crazy. I bring baggies and I put like the remotes in them. And I bring like alcohol wipes and bed bug spray, and then I'll do a towel trail. Well, because I won't touch the floor. Like I don't carpet. blame you. I do yeah. not blame you one bit. We all know that you Hotels can't clean gross. those carpets. Yeah, you can't do it. There's no yeah. way those. Could. I'm with you. Disgusting. I always there have is, never flops, and then I like I said, I put towels out to make a trail. I absolutely house. can relate to that. I mean, I can. I, uh, I'm with you. I followed up by second rule when I'm sober, when I'm drunk. It's a little different story there. <laughs> even at so a bar, Frankie, even, so even at a bar, like if you're at a bar and something drops, are you still are you thinking about grabbing that or no? Uh, Pre-COVID, yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. You do good in the eating challenges, brother, for sure. Frankie, I'm disappointed in you. Drunk, just oh, Frankie. <laughs> I mean, we know you don't okay. follow the rule because of all the X's you tell us about, so say that again i said we know he doesn't follow the five second rule because of the kind oh. of x's he tells us about yeah yeah that's not yeah that's fair not that right like... <laughs> <Go ahead. Anyways. laughs> anyway. next question um what's your favorite movie mm, 
gone in 60 seconds, probably the first one that comes to my head. Um, but I like, I mean, I like a lot of like the Fast and the Furious movies were great. I, I like racing. So that's, you know, something that's going to get the blood flowing. Okay. I love that. And my last question is a hot Same. dog sandwich. No. And I, you know what? I, I'll tell you something about hot dogs. I don't trust them for shit. And here's why. Because no, here's the thing. And they taste good. And I know you can get a good one at certain places. But I don't trust any piece of meat that I could take in my hand and shake like this and could whack both sides of my hand and stand straight up afterwards when it's done. How about that? And you got to admit, that's sketchy as hell. Down. That is sketchy as hell. It's going to slap both sides of my hand like a rubber band and then stand straight up afterwards. And I'm supposed to microwave and eat that? I'm going to pass. They, also, they have <laughs> big buttholes in there too, so. Yeah, they, I've heard things like that. Like they put the hooves, the nails, the buttholes and everything in there. It's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know can't, what? You can't go back after hearing that. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna try that because I never tried that before. <laughs> What's oh, hot dog? Yeah, frame, yeah. Hot whack, and then it stands right up, and you're like, it's just it's, it um, makes I'm you. I'm gonna make it a TikTok challenge. I'm gonna make it a TikTok challenge. The if you do, someone's got to DM me because I haven't been on TikTok yet, and I might get involved in that. Yes. <laughs> Do it, Frankie, and then I'll send Brad the link to the video so he can, um, I think it's duetted is what it's called. Set it like. up. Set it up. Yes. Do, I yes. join, do I have to join TikTok now? Yes, you do, Tia. Okay. We've been trying to get you to join TikTok. I know. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to take it, the Brad hot dog challenge, so you can get credit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Brad's hot dog challenge. I love that. Oh, this is going to be funny. <clears throat> I do have one last question, uh, because I know you're from Chicago. If somebody was going to visit Chicago that's never been there before, what one restaurant would you recommend that they have to try? Oh, what kind of food are we doing? Fine dining or just like? No, not fine casual. dining. Like it okay. could be like casual. Yeah. Portillo's. Portillo's hot dogs, ironically enough, hamburgers. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I don't eat the hot dogs there. I know they're incredible. I, um, I eat the cheeseburgers, the fries, the Italian beer. Yeah. Everything is phenomenal. Um, even their salads. Some of the I can drink the salad dressing almost right out of the oh. container. It's so good. And I that sounds disgusting to drink salad dressing like that. No, sometimes when it's good, it's good. <laughs> I would oh, drink it's so queso. good. So I can't. Yeah, I would drink queso. Oh, queso is so good. <laughs> yeah, when I would actually wear. Yeah. When I was in Chicago, we ate there like the whole time. We went to like two pizza places and then just yeah, portillos the entire time. Oh, yeah, it's I so good. So good. It's I like that you've been there. Yes, yeah, so good. Freaking delicious. If I um, ever go to Chicago again, I will have to take a visit. Oh, it's a great city. I'm, I just got back yesterday, so we're like... Wow. Why? Yeah. That's awesome. That's a beautiful view. Yeah, thank you. I, um, I will say I've been, I've been in Michigan quite a bit lately, so it's good to be getting back to Chicago, and uh, I miss this city a lot. It's a great city. If you get a chance to visit, you should definitely do it. So I, I have a fact Chicago. about Chicago. <clears throat> I went to Chicago. This is how long ago it's been. I actually God. saw Michael Jordan play. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I saw him play once too. Incredible. I mean, like you can, I still remember even as a child seeing him launch from the free throw line. Well, I saw him play there. And then I did see him play in, I used to live in Orlando. So I, fought, I saw him play his last game in Orlando. That's wow. amazing. And I don't even like that basketball. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like football. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool, Tia. I will admit. Yeah. I have a fun fact about Chicago, though it might not be that fun when you hear it. I just learned. Um, Chicago is the rattiest city in the United States right now. I believe Even it. worse than D.C. 
ratty as wow, like I didn't know DC rats. was that big. Yeah, and, oh my gosh, the size of house cats. They're huge that's out here. Huge. Yeah, huge. I mean, huge. like sometimes they're like, that's a cat in the alley. And then it's like, that is absolutely not a cat. And they're smart. They are just disgusting, actually. And I will say, downtown, I haven't seen as many as you, I used to see. But in the neighborhoods, sometimes you get in the alleys where the, the trash is at, and it's bad. Yeah, they just I, need some Jack Russell Terriers to take care of the problem. I They'll take them out. Orleans, and they had Nutria, which are just giant rodents. So, oh yeah, wow. Nutria's are huge. Nutria, yeah. I live outside Baltimore, so I was like, oh my god, DC, Baltimore, New York City tied for sixth rattiest. There's people worse than us. Wow, I didn't realize you guys had them that bad either. Because it's not if you've ever had like you know how it is then they're not they're not fun to really have around. They chew through concrete. Yeah, I had one die in the wall of a house that I was living in a few years back, and it just smelled terrible for like a month, and we couldn't do anything about it because it was so far in the wall that that was just oh gross. Yeah. But like, I Y'all think it was, grossing me out. I forget what city yeah. it, it might've been DC once upon a time, they had such a bad problem. They would bring in like these herds of trained Jack Russell Terriers because they are trained to kill large rodents. Wow. And they would do that to, cause you can't get cats. The things are as big as the cats. Yeah, you're right. They are as big as the cats. Like I wouldn't they want my chew- cat to fight them rats. No, you know what they do? They chew the legs off the pigeons when they sleep on the rafters about under the bridges. They go under and they chew their legs off. So when you see the one one-legged pigeons, that's usually what it's from. That's gross. Like they're 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 kind of vicious. We are learning all sorts of things tonight. <laughs> oh, can that be my pointless fact? Can that be yes. my pointless fact? Yes. Let's go with that. that. Frankie, let's yes. lock that in. That's a <laughs> we're locking that sure. in. That's our answer. <laughs> Useless fact. Like rats it. chew the legs off resting pigeons. <laughs> I love it. I got, I I can stand behind that one. (laughs) We love it. And we don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know it's probably, it's like just after six where you are, it's just after seven here. Is there anything that you have in the works that you want to promote and shout out? Where can people find you on social media to follow you? Uh, Well, you can find me at Brad Fiorenza um, on Instagram or any other social media handle. I do, um, have a couple things coming up, but I can't legally talk about one of them. And the other one um, is something that's really not materialized yet. So uh, definitely working on a couple of things, but um, one of them will have to wait for the announcements that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks here. And then, uh, you know, hopefully a, hopefully a real nice surprise coming up in the next few months too. Okay. Well, let us know when it happens and we'll, yes. we'll temp it for you. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Keep an eye um, on your social media. Like we're usually on there pretty regularly checking out stories and posts for anybody listening. That's not already following us on Instagram. We are the challenge unbothered. The fan groups that we have on Facebook are the challenge unbothered. We also have entertainment unbothered where we talk about everything else outside the challenge. Our YouTube channel is the unbothered podcast and Twitter is at unbothered pod one. Thank you again, Brad. This was so amazing. You are fantastic. I'm so glad that you took some time out of your, I know, busy schedule with moving and everything to chat with us. It is beyond appreciated. Well, you guys are incredible too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I will say, um, hopefully we get a chance to do this again soon. Yes. Um, There's a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. So feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. We will definitely do that. Have a good night. Um, Once this is ready, I will DM it to you. It'll get shared and I'll tag you on Instagram and then just, sorry, share and promote from there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys Thank are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Again. Good night. Bye. Bye. Guys.